Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, we got some bowls to preview. We do, and uh, we're, so we're going to do this. You know, we uh, we, we kind of talked about this. We did it this way in the past, but for those unfamiliar with the process, uh, we have ten bowl games here for the ACC coming up over the next you know uh, a couple of weeks. We'll say um, through the holiday season. So what we're going to do, and the way that we do this is. We preview these by day of the games. So most of these days are going to have two games associated with them. Um, so we're going to do like a couple games at a time, release separate episodes so that people can kind of hone in on the content that they specifically want. And uh, we can kind of keep a consistent stream of content coming out at you. Um, Plus, for those of you who you know don't really care about some of these bowl games, at least you'll get to hear us talk about Miami playing in Shreveport, which... Yeah... I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah, that's you know just that's the gift that keeps on giving. That's that's the true meaning of Christmas is Miami. <laughs> that is, that is Christmas came early when they announced that Miami <laughs> had to go to Louisiana <laughs> to play against Louisiana Tech. Yeah, so let's just start the there right ball. right out the gate, Mike. We're talking about Miami football. This is the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. It'll be December twenty sixth. That's the Thursday. So you've opened all your gifts. Uh, you've maybe gone back to work. You're acting like you're working and uh get this game on in the background it's a four o'clock espn game uh the walk-ins independence bowl from shreveport louisiana it is the miami hurricanes a six-point favorite hmm. pretty much playing a road game against louisiana tech the bulldogs uh, mike should miami be favored in this game at all when this bowl game initially was announced, and we were recording on a Sunday a couple weeks ago when the college football playoff was being announced and they started announcing the bowl games for the ACC and the rest of college football, my initial thought to you on that podcast was, Joey, is Miami even going to be favored here? And you said, uh, like they should be, I think. And then I saw the line at Louisiana Tech minus or Louisiana Tech plus six, right? So Miami mm-hmm. is a six point favorite. And I'm like, man, that seems like a lot of points. Yeah, it is a lot of points. Um, this is this is a just a classic Miami early bowl game special. Like I, I look at this, and I think of Miami coming into the year. You know, they had the whole thing going with Manny Diaz and the new Miami and and all this stuff, and just kind of all the things that have transpired since then. The way that they finished their season with a couple of horrible losses to FIU and Duke, um, the loss to Georgia Tech in the middle. I mean. From where this season started for Miami, nearly knocking off what turned out to be a really good Florida team, to now stumbling all the way down and and ending up in Shreveport, I just, for the life of me, I cannot imagine that whole, like, give-a-damn factor is there for Miami. I don't think that they care about this game at all. I don't think they're going to want to be there. Shreveport is in, like, northern Louisiana. It's not even the fun part of Louisiana. It's like a whole different world... 
There's there's like a few bad casinos there, and it's just kind of cold and dreary, and it's it's just not a fun place to be. A couple of bad casinos to enter and frequent and bet against Miami in. Yeah, well, I yeah, can't remember. I don't think they're doing sports betting in Louisiana yet. They do in Shreveport, though. <laughs> okay. And if, and if it, casinos won't do it, I'm sure you can find a bookie on the streets that will do it for you. Oh, yeah. It's in that weird part of Louisiana. What could, what could go wrong? Um, meanwhile, they're going to be taking on a Louisiana Tech team that is real good. Um, yep. They, they're a fully functional team. And they're playing in front of you know pretty much their home fans. They they're from Ruston, Louisiana, which isn't that far away from Shreveport, but it is uh, it's not a full on home game, but it might as well be. They're going to go against a a big name Miami team here with a chance to knock them off. I I don't like this spot for Miami whatsoever. Like this this feels like Louisiana Tech outright outright win territory for me. Yeah, at least taking Louisiana Tech to cover and I, I'm with you I actually do think Louisiana Tech wins this game um, if they do win this game I think it'll be close I don't think it's something where Louisiana Tech's gonna all of a sudden just run away with the Independence Bowl but I do think that six points is a lot and Miami's offense has not been consistent all year we've talked about that defense was a little bit up and down overall they they finished okay right like the defense has been okay for Miami but the offense has been so bad that it hasn't really mattered mm-hmm. uh, Joey, Miami is converting to only 26% of their third downs this year. That's dead last in college football. That's last in the FBS. Louisiana Tech is a really good third down defense. Mm-hmm. They are 32nd nationally. They're third in Conference USA. Like They have a very, very good third down defense. This is one of those games where it feels like Miami is going to have to get stops against a Louisiana Tech offense that's pretty good. Uh, they have this quarterback, Jamar Smith. He has 2,800 yards passing this year, 17 touchdowns, only four picks. He's thrown for nearly 3,000 yards, completing 66% of his passes. Like, he's a good player. They run the ball really well. They have a really functional offense. Skip Holtz uh, has done a really nice job there. It's propelled him to, you know, into the conversation for coaching elsewhere, either at, you know, larger group of five schools or maybe even another Power Five opportunity somewhere down the line. Um, not sure it's going to be this year, but he was in the conversation a little bit because of how well Louisiana Tech played this year. And they're a really well-coached team. And I just wonder about the motivation factor for Miami. How motivated are they going to be to play in Shreveport and Independence Bowl the day after Christmas? You know, for all of us, it's like an extra Christmas present getting to watch Miami play against Louisiana Tech in the middle of God knows where in Louisiana the day after Christmas. But for the Miami players and the coaching staff, like how motivated are they to play in this football game? It kind of goes back to the conversation about, you know, Manny Diaz was having with reporters on National Signing Day. You know, he was talking about the early signing period and Miami actually signed a pretty good class, one of the best classes in the ACC. But he was talking about the struggles of, of, you know, recruiting to a program that goes six and six and the problems that he was having selling it to some of the players that Miami is on its way back when they go six and six. Well, how does that look if you lose a bowl game in Shreveport, you know, to a team like Louisiana Tech, which... You know, while Louisiana Tech's a good team, like ordinarily Miami should not have a problem with a team like this, right? Yeah. Considering the athletes that they have. And and they have athletes all over the field. And in theory, Miami should not have a problem matching the talent level of Louisiana Tech. But now we're talking about Miami in this context where we're not sure they're going to win this football game. And Joey, I'm going to take Louisiana Tech to cover here. I think I might just take them outright. Um, If I actually bet this game, which I think I will, I'm I'm just going to take Louisiana Tech plus the six. Um, I, I do think that they'll have an opportunity to win this game. I, I don't think Miami wins this game going away. I think that would be a surprise to me. 
just because I think Louisiana Tech's really well coached. And I haven't seen enough out of Miami, even against a lesser competition they've played in conference and out of conference this year to make me think that they're going to all of a sudden go down to a bowl game and blow out Louisiana Tech. I just don't see that happening. Um, so I'm going to take Louisiana Tech to win this game outright. What the hell? Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and it's like you said, it's not like Louisiana Tech is just like this objectively better team than Miami. I, I don't think that's the case at all. And I think, I mean, Miami's way more talented. Um, there, Miami has a lot going for it. It's just, it, we know that this Miami team also has a lot of problems being consistent. And in, in bowl season in particular, especially when you get to some of these lower tier bowls that are just not that interesting, there, there's almost a stigma around the Independence Bowl itself of like, this might be one of the worst places to go play a bowl game. If you're, if you're a native of Shreveport, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to dump on your town that much, but like it, it, this is not a glamorous big lights opportunity. Um, by the way, it's worth mentioning here. Miami's going to be without a pair of defensive linemen in this game. Uh, both Trayvon Hill and Jonathan Garvin sitting out the game. They're just not going to play. Um, <clears throat> that's becoming more of a trend and that's, that's fine. I, I don't really blame them. Right. Um, how could you? Yeah, there's there's nothing to gain here, really. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I'll, I'll bring up is that S&P Plus uh, picks Miami to win this game by, like, 13 points. There's a reason that the spread's only six. Right. And S&P Plus has loved Miami all year for reasons unbeknownst to me. Like, Yeah, and I feel like to some sense. degree, even Bill himself is struggling to explain it at some point. Um not going, not going super great trying to assess what Miami's been doing. Uh, they might be, uh, I mean, they're kind of just where they have been all year. They're at 26th, and how that ends up in a 6-6 six and six season, given what the ACC has been, is kind of shocking. Uh, Louisiana Tech at 67th, so that's down there uh, one spot behind Duke. And we know teams of that quality don't beat Miami, so I, I'm with you. I'm going, uh, let's go Louisiana Tech outright, and it's just it's purely because I don't think Miami's going to want to be there. In, in so many different ways, and um, that's 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 the big pick here. I think um, totals fifty points in this game. I maybe under. Maybe uh, I guess it kind of depends on what I, kind of game you think it's going to be. Yeah, and I'm not really sure to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I, I think it's like a, I truthfully think it's like a field goal either way. Yeah. So as far as the over under is concerned, I, I don't have a real pulse on whether it's going to be a shootout or if you know the defense all of a sudden shows up like Miami's got plenty of athletes to score on Louisiana Tech but they just haven't been consistent on offense so I I don't necessarily trust them to all of a sudden just go full-on air raid and put up five or six touchdowns at a clip you know sure. so I and I do think Louisiana Tech can obviously score but I just yeah I don't know what kind of game it's going to be I'm going to leave that alone yeah um, for what it's worth, too, the news came out recently. Jeff Thomas is going to be going pro here. He's going to be leaving Miami. I don't know if he'll necessarily be playing in the bowl game when you talk about all this no. skill talent. Um, yeah, he's going pro in something other than sports. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> NCAA athletics at their finest. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it, it feels like if this game goes over, that might be a bad thing for Miami. If this game goes over and they're getting into a shootout with their inconsistent offense, I don't love their chances that means the strength of their team is really struggling yeah on the defensive side which doesn't seem like a recipe for success yeah if Louisiana Tech's getting into the 30s that's probably not a great sign for Miami so anyways. yeah if they get into the 30s if they get into the 30s this game is uh, Miami's probably going to lose yeah which uh, but... is what we're saying mm-hmm. so anyways okay uh, Louisiana Tech outright and um, 
I, I, I'm with you. I think I tend to think it'll be closer, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if this turned into a blowout, really in either direction. I mean, Miami could win this in a blowout, for sure. They, I mean, they are far more talented, so it's worth considering. Yeah. Cons- consider. Just, I probably wouldn't bet that, though. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. That's right. Uh, 8 o'clock, right after that game on ESPN uh, from beautiful Detroit, Michigan. Uh, exactly uh, where you want to yeah. be day after Christmas. Yep. Pittsburgh. Yep. The Panthers are an 11-point favorite, also playing pretty much a road game against uh, Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan, of course, from Ypsilanti, if I'm not mistaken? Sure. Where are they? Yeah, sure, why not? Um, and that's like a we, – we figured that out earlier. That was like a 30, 40-minute drive from Detroit, so – if you got fans that are motivated to be in Detroit, it's probably more likely to be uh, coming from Eastern Michigan. Put it that way. <sighs> yeah. That being said, Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan's not that good. Um, it is Ypsilanti, by the way. They are. It is. Okay. Well, there you go. Confirmed. Yeah. The more uh, you know. Eastern Michigan, not that good. Um, they did beat Illinois earlier in the year on the road, and that's a decent Illinois team. So yeah, good win. That's a little feather in the cap. Not bad. Um, other than that, they went six and six, finished fifth in the MAC West, uh, tied with Toledo, who had a decidedly down year. Somehow finished lower in conference than Ball State and Northern Illinois, neither who made bowl games at all. Right. Um, I'm, there's just not a lot of Eastern Michigan that is really inspiring here, Mike. Um, they were decent there a couple of years ago, but I'm, I'm not seeing it. Pittsburgh it should be a decidedly better team in this game. Yeah, they should. And if Pittsburgh establishes anything on the ground, which that's kind of been the question all year with mm-hmm. them offensively, mm-hmm. they should be in pretty good shape. I mean, Eastern Michigan's defense, Joey, has been – a major issue <laughs> like they have not been have not been all that great um they've given up 30 points or more in six games this year eastern michigan and that's against a schedule that is far inferior to the one that pittsburgh was playing mm-hmm. um now eastern michigan does have a quarterback named mike glass he i mean he led the mac in passing <laughs> he had averaging almost 300 yards per game through the air so he can sling it around quite a bit but pittsburgh's defense joey this is the best defense that pat narduzzi's had at pittsburgh right mm-hmm. so this is not necessarily something that I'm all that concerned about. Um, you know, Pittsburgh uh, was a team that overall this year was pretty good. I mean, they've only given up 19 touchdowns all year. Um, that's pretty damn good. That's impressive. Uh, 40, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. And, you know, we had talked about Pat Narduzzi and Pittsburgh's defense, you know, struggling right over his tenure. And that was an area where they really needed to improve. Well, the reason why Pittsburgh went seven and five this year and is still going to a bowl game is because their defense improved because their offense took a considerable step back from where it was a year ago. They didn't run the ball nearly as well this year. Kenny Pickett was kind of what Kenny Pickett is, right? He was just up and down all year long. Didn't really take a step forward or a step backward either direction. He just kind of remained stagnant and they just didn't run the ball as well. So they needed their defense to step up this year. And that's exactly what their defense did. So yeah, I like Pittsburgh here. They're an eleven-point favorite. I think that's low. Um, we were talking about this before we hit record. That seems like a low number, Joey. And I think you and I are in agreement on that. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win and cover here. I'm not really all that concerned about this game. Um, this is one of the the safer picks, in my opinion, out of all the ACC bowl games this year. I think Pittsburgh should have a 
relatively easy time here. But again, you're going to play in the quick lane bowl. It's in Michigan. You get maybe a decent amount of Eastern Michigan fans. Game gets a little weird. Who knows? But I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. I, I think they win. I think they cover. I don't think it's really all that competitive. I think they win this game by maybe two touchdowns, maybe even three. Like, I, I do mm-hmm. think that they win this game going away. I, I tend to agree. I, I think that this is a, a talent mismatch for for Pittsburgh here. Um, Eastern Michigan, for what it's worth, 101st in SP+, plus, um, and 118th on defense. Gross. Meanwhile, the uh, Pitt Panthers are 117th on offense. So, yeah, I was going to say, not a world-beating offense, though, for the Panthers. Not exactly, but the best thing in the game is by far Pitt's defense. And I... I don't foresee like major motivational issues. I don't think Pitt's going to come out playing like with their hair on fire or anything like that. But I also think that they're going to be able to have some success and, and you know limit what Eastern Michigan is able to do. So I I, I tend to agree. I, I was thinking something in the neighborhood of maybe like twenty four to ten. I don't think it's a very high scoring game, um, especially because I don't I don't think Eastern Michigan is going to be able to get much going on on offense. Um, and this is an offense that averaged over 400 yards per game, but the caliber of opponent is just yeah, it, it not is very good. A, I mean, it is a huge, huge difference from what they've been seeing, um, and and I mean, what they've been seeing, they were able to come up with the 58th ranked offense. Mm, yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, it could be worse, but that's that's not like super confidence inspiring. For what it's worth, again, SP Plus has Pittsburgh by 11.2 points. That's that would cover. Yeah, that, that covers. That'll get you there. That'll, if, you that'll tenths, if you give tenths of a point, uh, <laughs> in college football that would cover. Well, let me know how. Uh, let me know how we're going to score eleven point two points more than uh, Eastern Michigan here. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, so total is forty nine. I lean under that. I don't. I don't know that either of these teams is going to be scoring a ton, but I do think that Pittsburgh is going to be able to uh, kind of enforce their will a little bit um, and, and and just kind of show that they are the better team. Um, I just think it's this is a talent mismatch for me. Yeah, I I totally agree. Pittsburgh's caliber opponent's been much more difficult. I just think they're a better team. Uh, you know, I I can't in my in my heart even during this Christmas season, Joey, <laughs> I can't pick an Eastern Michigan team that went three and five in the MAC to beat Pittsburgh. Sorry, can't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Say what say what we have about Pittsburgh this year and how frustrating and. Uh, at times disappointing they've been, but no, they're, they're better than Eastern Michigan here. I'll say that. Yes, yes, without a doubt. All right, Mike, I think that's all I got. Anything else? All right, so day one of bowl games, mm-hmm. done. Day one is done. We have six days of uh, ACC bowlness that we got to cover here. Um, so we're going to come back and do the other five game, five days. We've got eight more games we've got to hit on. Um, you'll notice that there's not like even – dividing numbers there. So basically what you're going to see is there's two bowl games most days, but there's a couple of days of the single bowl game. So they'll get their own little uh, dedicated podcasts, we'll say. Good for them. Yeah, mazel tov to uh, Clemson and Boston College. As a- this is like the... <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Boston College. Um, this is like a much better version of 12 Days of Christmas. It is, yeah. Six days of ACC bonus. Yeah. Who who, uh, who didn't ask for that under their Christmas tree? Uh <laughs> Miami. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> Miami. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, good luck. I, I mean, I would love to be able to come back and recap bowl games and say they didn't lose to a, what, Conference USA team? Yeah, going to play in the Independence Bowl for Miami fans, it's like wanting AirPods for Christmas and opening up an iPod shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's basically what it is. That's right? okay. You're going to so, lose one of those AirPods anyways. Don't worry about it. That's that's right. And shuffles last forever. <laughs> you still got your iPod shuffle? I <laughs> I had one, but this, I This feels like a cry for it. help, Mike. This feels like a cry for help. Yeah. Point point to where on this doll you were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we uh, let's just move on into Christmas here, Mike. Yep. On right. Christmas. Happy holidays. Yep. Happy uh, Happy Hanukkah too, if you're uh, participating in that. Dan Rubin. <laughs> Shout out Dan. All right, Mike. Let's he put, get out he here. Put on, he put on Facebook. It's all good. Yeah, sure. He's he's yeah. open about his yeah faith background. Yeah, that wasn't a shot. I, I didn't say it was. Yeah. Why, why do you think it was a shot? Why do you take it as a shot? Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. Um, all right, I don't know if we need the full outro for all these, but uh, y'all can find us on Twitter at FTRS Joey at Mike McDaniel SI at BC Podcast ACC. I got your pod your uh, your handle right again. You did I nailed it? All right, uh, Basketball Conference Podcast at gmail.com. We nailed it. Thank you. We've got a couple of emails backed up there that we got to get to at some point here, Mike, and we will do that. Um, we are on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, all those good places. Wherever you find podcasts, go find us there. Appreciate those who have. Uh, Mike, you want to tell them where they can find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there, Joe. Please do. Please do. Appreciate those who have. Um, I said we weren't going to do the whole outro. We pretty much just did. So uh, anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good, man. On to the next day. On to day two. Yep. So we'll, all right. We'll talk then. All right. Okay, bye. For that guy, Mr. Mike McDaniel, I'm Joey Weaver. We'll talk to you guys soon. Until then, go ACC. Yeah!